All right, Industry 45 podcast show. This one uh, brought to you, of course, from a very uh, safe social distance all the way in Atlanta, Georgia. I welcome uh, Joe Flint from the band Asphalt. Valentine, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. First thing about your name, I was thinking either when I hear that name, I'm thinking you're either a hockey player or maybe a wrestler. You know, welcome Joe Flint. I don't know. It's just kind of what came to mind. <laughs> wow, that's 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 kind of a first. I don't I don't think I have the physique for either. So, <laughs> and, being, and being from Atlanta, Georgia, we had one ice skating rink uh, here, so we're not very good on the ice. And as you can imagine, if there's any snow that that happens down here, the whole city shuts down. So uh, definitely not hockey. <laughs> so so speaking of shutting down, uh, what does a rock star like you do in quarantine these days? Well, we are just doing the best we can, uh, really just taking advantage of the time that we've been given and um, just trying to write a lot more music. Uh, you know, we just came out with a new record on February 28th, and we plan to do more. So I'm busy trying to get some tunes down for that. Um, my bass player, he has totally revamped our studio and uh, improved the sound quality. So when we're getting ready to get back together and practice it's going to sound great and it's going to sound great for just rehearsing live and and doing some recording so we're, we're trying to stay as busy as we can with with what we can do absolutely uh what about this name i really like it asphalt valentine and the logo that you've got who come up with that and what does it represent that is actually from our old drummer scott he used to use pretty much a founding member of asphalt valentine and me and him used to co-write the lyrics and um and some of the tunes and stuff and he had written some lyrics to one of our earlier songs and we used to be under a different band name but we were kind of going in a in a different direction kind of just a just a little bit more hard rock as opposed to you know punk and tongue and cheek so uh when i read these lyrics from him he said you're my asphalt valentine and I said, well, that kind of encumbers a really cool aspect of um, what a band is. You know, you think of asphalt and you think of, you know, something hard and gritty. Yeah. And then Valentine is, is very, you know, melodic and sweet. So we kind of have both of that going for us. So I thought it was really cool. I brought it up to them. I said, what do you think if we just rebrand? And everybody was down with it. And um, Skaz also does all of our logos. And he he does them not only for us but for a lot of bands and and a lot of businesses he's just a fantastic graphic artist so uh we just send him some ideas and let him go to town a great name though i re really like it now now tell me i mean i know what your sound is like because i've listened to it and i've watched your videos and that but how would you describe it it to me if i could pick a band and i'm just throwing this out there it's kind of buck cherry ish that's my take on it but you tell me mm -hmm. w w what your take on on the sound is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we definitely get a lot of the Buck Cherry just because we have a lot of that blues based uh, kind of rock. Uh, I would say we're a little bit more on the the metal side than than them, uh, especially when you dig into uh, more songs on the tracks. You'll you'll, you'll kind of hear that we we play a little bit faster and it's not as punky. I mean, we still got those punky songs, but uh, Buck Cherry is definitely a great influence of ours. Um, but we also have a lot of, you know, old school influences. Of course, you can hear that, you know, the ACDCs and the, 
Guns N' Roses. And, um, but there's also a lot of bands out of Sweden that we really like. And uh, they're kind of doing it right, taking the old school and mixing it with the with the with the new sound and uh without realizing it that's kind of what we've been doing uh for the past few years so you started in early 2000s you put the first album out what 2008 now that was on a record label is that uh and okay so you had a label in in 2008 so just take me back a little bit uh to to strip rock and roll because that's a great name too you're you're just filled with great names i tell you (laughs) (laughs) and and that was another one from uh skazi he just had the idea strip rock roll and and, uh kind of wrote the lyrics to that in in the tunes but yeah we i think we did that in 08 uh maybe even 09 i'm not sure um but that was under the label chavis records who actually is the owner of our label that we're on now he kind of rebranded too so he he shut down chavis um and started highball Sometime in, you know, I, I'm not sure, maybe 2014, 15, maybe. Um, but we did that record with him, uh, Strip Rock Roll. We toured around a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I, I just don't think the time was right for, for us and for him as a label and, and, and for our kind of music. So. And life's all about timing, right? Like things happen and sometimes you go back and revisit something later on. Like a lot of people do that in relationships, you know, and all of a sudden you're like something connects a little bit later on. So that, you know, I'm glad that you got back with him to do your new album. Let me ask you, your second album was independent. You did that, the EP uh, in 2013. Now I see, Mm -hmm. and I did watch this. it It came out in 2010. Your song by Pink, Just Like a Pill. And I have yeah. to ask you, uh, I mean, it's a great song and I'm, I'm a big fan of Pink and I've heard a lot of bands play. You guys do it really well, kind of edgy for sure. That fits your style. Mm-hmm. So why did you kind of select that song maybe as a cover song to release? Well, it, it, we have a lot of different influences between all the guys in the band. I mean, we come from all different backgrounds, but, you know, when we hear good music, uh, we all can gravitate towards it. And for pop, Pink was always one of those artists for us. Was like she's kind of a badass, and that song to us was just really cool. And once our guitar player Brett started messing around with the chords, you could really hear what we could do with it. And um, so that's why we picked the song, and, and we thought it turned out fantastic. I mean, we played it live for the first time, and people were like, oh, "God, we really love that." that new song and believe it or not there's people out there who don't know who pink is and <laughs> i said yeah that was a cover of, of pink they're like I, I have no idea who you're talking about you know so i i feel when you're going to do a cover that's kind of the way to do it i don't want to replicate what somebody else has already done um you know so that's the approach we took with it um what is the i'm gonna get to your your new songs your new album but but what's the music scene like in atlanta like if i look at bands from Atlanta, like ones that I can think of, like Seven Dust is from Atlanta, uh, Mastodon mm-hmm. is from uh, Atlanta, but you have like TLC yep. and a lot of those type of bands that came out, you know, in the, in the 90s, uh, Zach Brown Band, you know, which is country mm-hmm. is from Atlanta, but what is the music scene like really down there? Well, you know, it's, it's really hard to say today. Um, a lot of the the clubs that we used to play in five, 10 years ago 
a lot of them aren't around anymore. And I would say as far as the music scene goes now, um, and I find this with a lot of uh, towns that we go visit, um, you know, it's turning into the, the, the cover band tribute band thing. And, you know, we're friends with a lot of those guys in those bands um, and, and they're very talented, but uh, that's, that's a lot of the scene. So, you know, we can still get people out. We just don't play Atlanta very much. You know, we try to keep it the two, three times a year just to make sure that we're you, not oversaturated. Yeah. Right. You get people out to the shows, right? Nothing, nothing's worse than playing somewhere every month. And then, you know, right. people go, wow, we'll just catch them next month because what's it really matter, right? Exactly. And it still proves to us that there's a lot of people out there who, who don't want to see original music and, and they're more than willing to do it. Um, so we just got to find time to pick the, the right club and in the right place. I mean, there, there's still a broad spectrum of bands that play here. You got a big metal scene. Uh, you got a big indie scene, uh, punk scene. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of variety of people that, that live in Atlanta. So, um, you know, that, that's as far as the rock goes. And of course, hip hop and, and, uh, you know, electronic music is still huge here. So you can pretty much go out and find whatever you want when you want it. Nice. Uh, let's, okay, let's talk about Twisted Road. So take me through the fact that, that you started writing this, um, many years ago, correct? And cause you released a song, uh, the only in what, 2015. And yeah. here we are in, in 2020. So it seemed to me as I'm looking at this, you kind of started on this process. You had some songs, you put out that video, but then you left the band. Give me that story there. And then you kind of came back to revisit it before you put this album out. Well, I, I never left the band. I've, I've always been, you know, uh, a part of asphalt Valentine, but you have to understand after we did into the red independently and, you know, it cost a lot of money to do a record. Okay. So being an independent musician, um, you know, number one, you want to break even. Um, so when you're not doing that, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, you know, we had a few lineup changes and, and that kind of, you know, kind of stalled us a little bit. Um, not really going to go into all that, but you know, we just decided that, you know, look, we love being together. We've been together for years. We're always going to do music. Let's just put out a song here and there when we want. It's no big deal. Um, you know, it's no stress. We can still do what we want, still give people music. But, um, you know, it. we weren't doing the things that we used to do. And, you know, I did get invited to go play some shows with another band from, from Atlanta called Kick and Valentina. I needed to fill in for them. Um, and once I did that, I remembered how much fun it was being out on the road with four of the guys, you know, just, just cutting up, you know, and, and just having a great time meeting new people in, in different cities that you haven't been to before. And uh, it just really lit a fire. So when we read, when we originally started Twisted Road, it was just going to be, we'll release a single here, we'll release a single there. But um, once I got back, I contacted Bill and I said, well, here's Twisted Road. This is what we're doing. You've already heard the only. We've got more songs. And he talked us into doing a full-length record. And, and I'm glad he did because I think it sounds great. I mean, it's a very dynamic record. And, um, you know, so once we really started working on it in 2018, you know, towards the end of it, it only took us about a year. 
Well, but you know what? I can appreciate that. Even when I play, like, you know, if I'm not playing, I'll be honest with you, I I kind of go, whatever. I, I got other stuff to do. And so does everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, but then when you get out there and you play that gig, you know, that one and, and the place is packed and you're having a great time and you remember that vibe, the energy and how it made you feel. And what do you do in the next day? You're talking to your bandmates. Hey guys, you want to get together and uh, book some other dates? Do you want to jam? You want to write some songs? It, it kind of all brings it back, you know, to really what you love. But sometimes I think as we get older, we kind of just go, you know what? It's it's just, it's too much money. It's too much time. Let's just not do right. this and, until you do it, right? So so the only comes yep. out and you, and you do a video for it, um, which is which was really cool. And tell us about that video a little bit too, because it, it was kind of a, it, it's for a film. Well, yeah, my, my, the guy in the video, uh, who's, he was my good friend from, from high school. Um, and he started hiking mountains. He, he started in the Appalachians and, uh, wrote a book and then he did the Rockies and he wrote a book and, and then he went down there to South America and he's, you know, going to hike the Andes mountains. And he contacted me, um, probably about three quarters of the way through and said he had a few lines of poetry and he sent them to me and wanted me to write a song. Um, I think he was thinking of something a little bit more folky, but you know, I'm a rock player. So that's what came out. (laughs) This uh, is what you're going to (laughs) get. This is what you're going to get. But he, he wound up really loving it. In fact, he's like, man, that, that song gave, you know, got me through the rest of the, the hike. And he actually did it by himself in the fastest world record time. So it was pretty impressive. So when we decided to do the video, um, you know, I wanted to incorporate a lot of his live footage in there just to show people and take them on the journey of what he was doing, where he was just, it was very, you know, it opens up. He's in the, he's basically screwed. I mean, he's in the snow, his his tent door broke open, um, everything's gone and, and he's got to move on. And then, you know, towards the end of the video, he, he's made it to the top and he just wanted to show people something positive. That, you know, you, you set your mind to it, you, you can do it. So we thought it was a cool concept. And I like the song uh, because I'm a big fan of the cowbell. You know, the cowbell really in that <laughs> rhythm. That, that's, that's really cool. Uh, so let's talk yeah. about your single is out uh, called Twisted Road. Mm-hmm. So give us the background on that song. Uh, Twisted Road, just, I, I wrote that um, maybe two, three years ago. It wasn't uh, too long before we really started working on this record. Um, again, we were going to just release it as a single, so I think we actually finished it in uh, 2017. Um, you know, we, we thought it was just a really good hard rock song. It had all the elements to it. Um, you know, it's... It's, it's got the riff, it's got the melodies. And, um, again, after I came back from, from doing that little tour, I was like, well, this song kind of sets the stage for the rest of the record. And, uh, you know, so really we, we had a, we had a lot of songs in the, in the works anyway. Um, so we didn't have to write too much, but you know, we, the song is, is about just what we're talking about. You kind of get complacent and you're, you, like you said, you're not used to playing out, but then you do and you, you forget how it is. So we've been down this road before, but, you know, it's a path that I want to take. I kind of equate it to the girl that you can't stand and then you meet up with her again, have great sex and you go, yes, 
I need to get back to this. Well, <laughs> it, it can be, it, it's all of the above, my friend. I mean, it, it's kind of all that, you know, you, you kind of take all those little experiences that you, you've been down before and, and you just do it again. Uh, let me ask you this too, is that if you, you told me you wrote Twisted Road, let's say it's 2017, either 20, even 2018, but if, if you release that song in 2020 and you're mm-hmm. going back to something you wrote and recorded a couple of years ago, let's say, do you ever listen to it and think, you know what, we need to go back and fix this or I don't like, you know, the way the bridge comes in or like whatever it might be. Like, are there any of those, th- you know, thoughts that go, even when you released this album, cause the only is on the album, right? So it, yeah. It's like, do you ever kind of go, man, we should have kind of done this it this way? Of course. I mean, you're, you're as a as a musician, you're never going to be happy. We actually just filmed a, uh, a music video for Twisted Road, and we got the final cut. We were stoked. Of course, now I'm going back and analyzing. I'm like, oh, man, that little scene could be a little bit different. Right. So as an artist, I don't think you're ever going to be truly 100% happy. And, you know, we can beat something to death, especially us, because – we have a full recording studio where we practice. We got really good gear, and that's where we did the record. So, um, you know, it took us a year because we did that. We went, we recorded something, and then went back two months later. As a matter of fact, Twisted Road, the the, the vocal melody for the chorus was completely different. And I sat on it for about three, four months, and something just popped in my head. I said, it just needs a new melody. I have it. And I went in and did it. So, um, you know, we're blessed having that studio. But again, you know, we we can beat something <laughs> to death. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, too. What about uh, give me something as far as an artist right now that is a frustration for you? I mean, forget this COVID-19. Let's just go beyond that. But but something, a frustration that you have as an artist and maybe something you look at as an opportunity because, you know, a lot of artists do get frustrated and a lot of artists see a lot of, you know, great peaks as well in their career. So maybe give me one of each. Well, I, I think that one of the biggest things as an artist is all the competition. Um, you know, th- there's so much music out there and it, everybody can have their own recording studio right now, whether they put out something good or not, that's a different story. So, but everybody's putting something out and asking people to listen to it. So, you know, by the time their ears get to something, they may not care. So we feel that, you know, we put a lot of time and effort and a lot of money into our records too. I mean, we, we don't just produce everything ourselves. We, we pay good money to have, you know, professional mixing and and mastering and, and editing. So, you know, when we're, um, competing with bands that aren't doing that, um, which, you know, we feel that, you know, people will listen to it and, and they'll know the difference. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are getting just a lot of noise. So we got to cut through that. So that's one of the frustrations, but there are bands that are successful and they're doing it. And, um, you know, we see them all the time. Look at dirty honey. I mean, they, they came from out of nowhere, no label. And, um, you know, they were able to, to really hook it up. So you just gotta sit back and analyze and, and not get frustrated and just keep doing what you know how to do. I want to say something about dirty honey. I had no idea who they were. Now, Frank Hannon from uh, Tesla has, has a podcast show. 
And I think they're out with Tesla, are they not? And I know, cause I know he did an interview with them and I thought, so I, I went on and, and downloaded a couple songs and I was like, and I'm really impressed. What a great band. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, they were kind of a phenomenon because I, I heard them. And, um, I, I can't remember where I heard them first. I just caught like one snippet. I didn't even, I didn't even hear the music. I just heard somebody say the name. I'm like, okay. And then it popped up on my my iTunes. I was like, oh yeah, I heard somebody talking about this on Playboy. I was like, wow, that's that's really cool. And then the last football season, uh, they're they're playing it in between songs on on national television i'm like holy crap <laughs> you know with no label i mean how are you able to do that but right. it's really cool so it can be done and uh you know we yeah we just got to step back and and uh just do what we do best which is write music and, and when we put on a show just do the best show that we can what about um andy andy riley uh mixed and he produced and mixed the album yeah, he, well, uh, we, we did a lot of the production, a lot of the pre-production. Um, when we give Andy our music, it's already tracked. Um, but, you know, he has the ability to say, you know, we need to do this over and over, you know, that piece over. Right, because I see he worked with UFO and Asia. Those are not uh, small potatoes. <laughs> no, no, Bon Jovi, Bruce Dickinson. Uh, I, I remember going to Nashville to go see Iron Maiden, and he's there. He's like, "Yep, yeah, uh, Nico invited me backstage." So he knows some people. He's been around a little bit, and we're lucky enough to um, to have known him. And I, I I met him when he first came over from from England because he was dating one of our friends. So you know, we just got to know each other and be friends over the years. And um, he's always wanted to help us out and you know do good stuff. And he's our go-to and you know, once the other bands around here heard like what he can do, he gets the business. So he's he's fantastic. Yeah, not a I bad mean, not a bad I, guy I, to have in your corner for sure. Oh, not at all. And, and we give him the freedom to. I say, you know, we want somebody who hasn't heard the songs a thousand times. You put your spin on it, and that's exactly what he did with with the only. The first time I got that song back, I was like, that's not as gritty as I thought it would be. But you know, he's like, well, that's what I heard. And, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, so just getting somebody else's take on it. And it it's really cool. We, we let him have that too. Uh, final question. Uh, once this stuff goes away in our world and we can actually move on, what are your plans, um, at least at this point for 2020, if there can even be live music in 2020? Is it is it now that you have this out, you're going to go and try to play a bunch of shows, hopefully, or... What, what did it kind of look like here even before this kind of happened? What were you, you going to do for 2020? Well, 2020 was going to be about shows. It was going to be about doing music videos and, and shows. And, uh, you know, trying to do shows in the right way to where we're not losing a bunch of money going out. You know, going out for maybe a week here at a time, you know, every other month. Uh, we wanted to, to ramp it up. You know, we wanted to play as much as we can. Um, we still have shows on the books. Uh, for this year, I think we booked one up in Massachusetts uh, for October, and then we got another one that I think is that we were supposed to play in March in Baltimore. It looks like that may be getting rebooked. So, you know, we'll plan some shows around that, and uh, we are ready to get back out there as soon as, as, as we get the green light. 
Well, listen, thank you for your time. You know, I, I enjoyed listening to the music. Uh, great band name, and whether you're a hockey player or a, a wrestler or a rock star, it's a great name. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. All right, man.